Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio, with another episode with my soul sister, Regina Lawrence. Reg, how are you? I am great. How are you? Fabulous. We just got done recording an episode for Fast Foundations, the podcast, which you're looking at the co-host uh, of, and you're looking at one of the other support coaches in the mastermind. Regina and I are going for another round of Fast Foundations coaching, and we're super excited to jump into that. So if you guys want more details on the mastermind that we're both a part of, you can always shoot me a DM and, and ask me more questions. But it's starting in early September. Uh, we will be a part of it. Uh, and yeah, we were just really, really excited. But today, on today's episode, we were thinking what would give you guys a ton of value and kind of be relevant to what's been coming up in both our coaching businesses and breathwork for Regina with her clients mm-hmm. and just like a general consensus of what's holding people back and what's causing them to do things that are maybe out of alignment or making them feel out of alignment. Yeah. And it's people pleasing. Oh, yeah. So much people pleasing. Something that's coming up a lot with my breathwork clients is a lot of little child things. So when we talk, when I say little child, for anybody listening, maybe you've never heard that phrase, we have experiences in our life up until around 11. Before we're 11 years old, we... um we don't have like the rational, full cognitive ability that we have as an adult. So we don't understand, things are what they are, right? And so our little child under the age of 11 has viewed life through the view and the eyes of a child and doesn't understand like what's really happening. And so a lot of times that little child inside all of us is very present and needs love and attention and needs reconditioning. And so a lot of my clients lately have been having these little children things come up, which are ultimately always rooted in people pleasing. They weren't feeling enough love, so they tried to people please. And I feel like this is a common thread with women a lot right now that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Same. Uh, And Sometimes it's almost disguised as something else. Uh, For those of you listening, if you are an entrepreneur or if you're in the beauty industry, if you're creative, you run your own business, even if you're a mom, corporate, just a woman, you Mm -hmm. know, people pleasing can look like doing the most, right? You're always taking care of other people. Um, Just examples that we'll give are doing more than you really need to in order to get something done, Mm -hmm. making sure everybody else's needs are met before yours, saying yes to obligations that you would otherwise want to say fuck no to. Definitely, for me, those are the things that came to mind first and foremost, but either you've heard the term little child or inner child, there's a lot of work out there that helps tap into the inner child 
that we all have. And yeah. for me, she comes out in the form of anxiety, tantrums, mm-hmm. <laughs> bitchiness, frustration. Um, and that's when my body starts to feel out of alignment. And I feel like I want to just burn everything and say, fuck this. When mm-hmm. really it's coming from an unmet need probably from when I was little, like, why do I feel the need to prove in this aspect now as an adult, you don't have to trace it back. Well, if you're like me and you didn't have the greatest like childhood, as far as being told you were loved enough or that people were listening when you were talking or you had to be loud enough so that people actually paid attention to you. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that came out in bad behavior. Sometimes it was like overdoing the most. Regina and I love this uh, Instagram where it's this woman who she basically plays two roles. She plays like the child and she plays the psychologist or the mom. She's really a psychologist, but she has this whole conversation back and forth with herself and her kid, which is her. Mm And, you know, it's, it's, you're such a good little girl, or I'd love if you just sit there and be quiet, you know, just little things that come up over time that we don't recognize as things that need to be reconditioned because we didn't get it from an outside source, whether it was a parent or a school environment or a peer. So therefore we're still lacking that acknowledgement now as an adult, and we're trying to achieve it in other ways. Totally. And like for me, I see my people pleasing come up. I've gained a lot of control, not control, control is the wrong word. I've gained a lot of awareness over my people pleasing. So my people pleasing is rooted in being very codependent. I am a child who grew up in an addict household. So I grew up surrounded by addict siblings. And so my role in the family was to play peacemaker. So everyone would tell me everything about everything going on from a really young age. And I had to learn how to not say too much. Don't tell this one what this one said. Keep the peace, keep the peace. And so in my life as an adult, I am still a person that people feel comfortable telling everything to. And I have lots of different friends and lots of different spaces. And I like to remain neutral that's how I learned. That's how I people please is to remain neutral and to be a peacekeeper. And that is a form of people pleasing because sometimes I just want to be like, Hey, just fuck off and figure it out yourself. (laughs) Like, but you know, people don't like that. And sometimes I do do that, you know, like I'll have fierce boundaries or somebody will trigger me and I'll say, Hey, fuck off and figure it out yourself. But I, like to try to remain neutral. And it's also like we were just talking about my Libra rising, like your rising sign is what the world sees. And like, I like to be a peacemaker and like keep Mm -hmm. the peace with things. Um, But that's how I people please in my life. How have you seen some of your clients kind of express their people pleasing? I see people pleasing the most with women and men who are able to tap more into like their sensitivity. And so the women that I work with that are people-pleasing, they do the stereotypical thing you said. We take care of everyone before myself. Everyone gets fed before I do. Like they don't put their own oxygen mask on first. And so they become depleted. And so people-pleasers often think if I – it is selfish to take care of myself first. Mm -hmm. But really – when you are taking care of everybody first, you're deeply codependent and you're not actually like feeding yourself first. So then actually everybody gets the worst version of you all the time. Yeah. 
No, that's couldn't be more true. And I found that to be very true when I stayed in a relationship that wasn't serving me and completely out of alignment. The people pleasing came from wanting to make sure everybody else was good when really at the end of the day, nobody was good because I wasn't good. They were getting this watered down, frustrated, like I referred to earlier, angry, bitchy version of me. That was because I wasn't paying attention or becoming aware of where it was really coming from. Yeah. I think you said that key word. It's like not so much the control of it. It's the awareness that this is why I'm acting like this versus pushing it to the outside saying you did this to me or someone else has the control to make you throw a tantrum or get pissed mm -hmm. off. Like life happens, obviously, right? We can't avoid accidents like car accidents or silly things that might happen throughout your day. Things not working out exactly as planned, but you know, it's, it's the awareness of how you're responding to things that can completely change the whole trajectory of how you live your life. Totally. Um, and, and I think what, I think when you first start becoming aware of people pleasing, like, You've, you've often, and I'm speaking from the perspective of a woman, right? Like we, people treat, we, we teach people how to treat us. So when we are people pleasers, we have taught people that, for example, you get my attention first. You boyfriend, partner, husband, get my attention first. You children get my attention first. You clients get my attention first. And then when we start to recognize the behavior that, oh, wow, I'm actually depleted of energy because I'm people pleasing and giving to everyone first, you have to first acknowledge that in yourself and become aware of it. And then you have to do the hard thing, which is, I have the awareness now what new boundaries am I going to create? How am I going to articulate those to the people around me? And then how am I going to enforce those? Because if you don't do create the boundaries after you realize you're a people pleaser, you're just always going to be depleted and always be a people pleaser. And you'll actually probably suffer more because you're in awareness now that you're doing it. <laughs> you're going to feel worse because once you, you can't unsee it. And no. then you're going to become resentful of yourself being a people pleaser if you don't change it. Absolutely. And I think this is so prevalent in the beauty industry or the service-based industry that it's – it is something that is so difficult to do because when you're starting out in your business, you want to say yes to everything. You're almost trained to say yes to everything. Yep. And it's almost like try everything on for size and see how it feels and then pull back and change things up. And while that still might be true that you do need to try things on for size, you need to maybe take your licks here and there. Um, I think if you're anywhere past the age of 30, 35, 40, like you are more in awareness of your needs and mm -hmm. it is up to you to create that space, whether it's like how we both have fierce morning rituals that we, that we complete, whether they're a, a small portion of it or the full blown version of it in order to support ourselves throughout that day. And that's just one example of, you know, something you and I both do. You have a breathwork, um, membership that people can tap into if that's something that they feel can help them work through and become yep. aware and allow space to get into your body to release those things and mm -hmm. if you guys have heard me talk about breath work i've been trained in it as well but regina not only got trained but she also serves and does breath work to her clients virtually and in person in Arizona. I, I will travel anywhere also, but she has a membership that's easy to tap into. She does two live um, virtual, live virtual. That's mm -hmm. basically what they are. Um, yeah. Classes each month. And I mean, I can't speak more highly about it. I got to do an in-person session last week when I was in Denver with her uh, and the group from Fast Foundations. And, you know, it's, it's one of those practices I'm not going to lie for me, I am a bit of a control freak when it comes to 
I don't feel like doing something. So I have all this resistance around mm-hmm. it. And I know without a doubt, it's, it's something I have to do in order to release and create space to have the freedom to tap into those sorts of things, because it's very hard to tap into an inner child moment or to talk to that little person. If you're in the middle of meetings or if you're doing calls or if you're at work, like where do you create the space to like have the conversation with her to see what her needs actually are. And I, I think it's through modalities like breath work and meditation for me, yoga also helps, um, mm-hmm. or I do clarity walks just to create that space to have those conversations and see what's coming up. But can you tell everybody a little bit about your breathwork membership and how they can get into that, especially if it's something new for them or they've heard it, but they're not quite sure what it is. Yeah. So I always feel like too, I like to say that breathwork is like for the person who wants to meditate, but feels like they can't meditate. Like, The idea of sitting, whether you are an experienced meditator or not, the idea of sitting in stillness and silence is really hard because our brains are constantly like moving squirrel brain a million miles per hour, right? And so the thing I love about breath work is because you are breathing and the focus is on an intense breath pattern, it allows the conscious mind. So when I say conscious mind, I'm talking about the mind that is going every day, the mind that's thinking, what do I have to get at the grocery store? What do the kids need? When am I seeing my next client? There's something that happens in the rhythm of the breath that the conscious mind eventually goes to the back of, and the unconscious mind comes forward. So this is the space, like the deep meditative space that we try to get to, but is really can be really challenging. And so the breath allows you to go to that space. I like to say to my clients, like, we need to create white space. The only time we can really, like, think about ourselves, our lives, what we're doing, where we're going, what we're creating is often in the white space. So what are meditative moments you can create? Like you were saying, Jess, going on walks, like doing different intentional activities. Breathwork is another one of those things. And so that's why I'm such a lover of breathwork. It's been transformative. If, if you had seen me five years ago, like I am a different, my, my, my the energetic frequency that I emit from my body is completely different now than it was five years ago. And I attribute a lot of that to the breathwork that I do. So I started a breathwork membership, as Jess said, it's called Breathe with Regina. It's at breathewithregina.com. And we do twice a month virtual hour-long breathwork sessions. They are just as powerful online as they are in person. My students tell me that all the time. They're actually surprised by it. Um, And then we also have a membership vault of sound baths, meditations. And as time goes on, I'm adding more and more mindfulness pieces to that membership. So even if you can't drop in for a live class, you can tune into it later on your headphones like a podcast or search the library and find other things that you want to help support you. It's, It's so amazing that you created that because I feel like there sometimes are fleeting moments where like, I'm like, oh, I wish there was a yoga class right now that I could go to. And you know, it's never like exactly when you want it. So then you don't end up going. And so therefore you don't create the white space and then you don't get that release or that intention setting time. And breath work is similar for me. I'm a super early morning. I don't know if there's any 5 a.m. breath work in persons in San Diego that I can go to, mm-hmm. but knowing that I can tap into your membership, go in my back room, do my thing, create, you know, go on with the day or tap into it at any time throughout the day if I need to take a break. Um, 
that that is huge. And um, I just encourage you guys to check it out. If you're uh, interested in breathwork, you can always DM Regina and ask her more questions. Um, but yeah, like she said, her students say how powerful it is even doing it virtually. We got to do that session last week. And and I'm always just like, why don't I do this more? And it's mm -hmm. it's because I stay in resistance to not being honest with myself that I do need to create that space and that there are mm. things that I need to work on. And I think that's my people pleasing coming out in its own ways. Like, no, no, you got this, Jess. Like, it's always like, I'm trying to cheer myself through something versus like, what do you actually need to yep. like, let this be more in flow, right? If you maybe just release some control a little bit and let your body tell you what it needs, you won't have to think so hard. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I think I can think things through versus like feel them through because we're mm -hmm. not taught how to feel our way through life. We're taught <sighs> to like not feel the things and just do what fucking needs to get done. Yeah, it's like so ass backward. It's how we're taught. Like, <laughs> like we are... Like, so I talk a lot about somatic work and somatic means of the body. We are human beings inhabiting a body and the bot, we're animals. And watching animals in the wild teaches us so much about how we're not letting our bodies move and be. So for example, when you're a really little kid and you get really upset about something and you start crying and you start shaking and tantruming, what is the response that we get? Be quiet. Don't do that. Like, like we get kind of shunned from that. But that's actually like a response. Think about a baby. When a baby is upset, a baby cries and finishes the cycle of, of crying or being upset. Um, so we've had a, a whole childhood of experiences where we've never finished the cycle and we've never been allowed to somatically release. I think about myself when I get stressed and anxious, when I let my body do its thing, my body like shakes and tremors, you know, and that's, that's what my body needs to do. And a lot of bodies in an anxious state need to do that. And so, you know, we've conditioned ourselves to like not, to not be able to to not be able Express to do like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so the thing I love about breath work is it allows a space where whatever you're suppressing, whatever you're holding back can come up and out. Mm -hmm. Shake, yeah. scream, yell. I'm actually going to do a workshop um, in September in Arizona and it's all about rage. And so we are, especially women, we're told like, don't be so bitchy. Don't be so angry. Why are you, why are you acting like that? You know, one of our emotions that is natural is anger and we're not allowed to express it. So I'm holding a workshop, a breath work workshop, where it's all about a safe container to learn how to yell and learn how to rage. Cause that's an important emotion that we don't get to feel. Right. No, that's so true. That's going to be so powerful. And I feel like for anybody who's listening and thinking, whoa, that's a lot, that's heavy tap into one of the classes online. And this, this is a, the powerful thing about being able to do it in your own home Yeah, um, is that you can express whatever needs to come out in your own home. I think for me, yeah. breathwork was introduced in a way that was very uh, abrupt. I was in a very large room with a bunch of people seated. We weren't walked through what could happen. And I, I it didn't feel like a safe space. Mm. And um I highly would not recommend that as your first experience. I think having a very experienced coach hold space for you where you can either be in a, in a group that everybody knows what the, what the experience could be like and, or 
what it could not be like. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure to be able to sit still and meditate. And for me, what you said about breathwork being like a movie meditation, obviously you can move your body, you can scream, you can release. However, if it's tears, a lot of times it's tears for me. Um, I think because you know, nobody, parents don't want to see you cry. It's like, don't, don't be such a baby. Or, you know, if they see you upset, then, you know, so whatever you're, you're feeling that's coming up in the people pleasing tendencies, I think a lot of us get triggered when it comes to what we charge our clients also. And I talk a lot about, mm. you know, what we charge our clients here, emotional discounting on, on here, because they're, like I said, are a lot of beauty professionals, creatives, but also coaches, early stage entrepreneurs that feel like, you know, they need to give shit away in order to be liked in order yep. to win the business, in order to keep the client. And, you know, I know that's one of those things that's really hard to understand your worth when it comes to what you're doing if you're the boss. I know so many people in the industry who will put the ticket up front, you know, and then run to the back and let the front desk girl check them out. But a lot of us aren't working in big salons anymore. And a lot of us have to do the checkout ourselves. And yeah. even 22 years in, I still find myself with some feelings that come up sometimes charging my full price. And, you know, I've come up with that number based solely off of like my annual revenue goal. So it's it's not really like an emotional price I'm just throwing out there like, oh, I feel like charging this much. No, it's based off of what I need to make in order to live the life I've decided I deserve. Yeah. So therefore, it shouldn't feel so icky, but there's still things that, you know, come up for us around money, especially if you work with clients long-term and you know how they feel about money and mm -hmm. you don't want to offend them. So therefore you eat it. So it, it can come up in so many ways. So I hope this is resonating with you guys. You're finding yourself, yourself in our stories. And it's just something we wanted to bring attention to. Um, we're not the experts on changing your people-pleasing tendencies. We just want to bring awareness to the conversation as to how it could be holding you back in your business and totally. especially how it could be holding you back in your life. Because as much as I love to talk strategy and business stuff, Reg and I do it all the time. We really, at the end of the day, just like want to have a happy, fulfilled personal life so that then yeah. our businesses can feel happy and fulfilled because it all starts with your little inside and that little person in there talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can find ways to nurture that little guy, little girl even deeper and even more um this is your invitation to do that totally. so sit with yourself see what's coming up after this episode share a little aha moment that you might have had listening to us and we love to hear from you in the dms obviously ratings and reviews mean the world on this podcast because it helps to get out to more people just like you to have these conversations so they're not so weird and awkward and sticky it kind totally. of starts to become normal we want to be able to normally talk about this stuff right yeah yeah all right. We're sending you so much love. We hope you found yourself and some value in this and we will see you guys on the next one. Bye guys.